Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Comedy Report wherever you get your podcast you're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in and you can read my work on ESPN.com. At the end of the podcast or at the end of the show, I'm going to be playing a five minute, about a four or five minute interview with Washington, new Washington defensive backs coach, Tom Donatel. I think the position's in much better hands than it was last year, for sure. Anyway, so we get into what he thinks of a couple of the players. I think I've told you before on previous podcasts, he really likes Quan Martin and he should. I mean, I, you know, and, and I asked him about Emmanuel Forbes, what he saw in him. I also asked him about Cam Curl. I'm going to talk about that in a couple minutes. But if you want to skip right ahead to the Donatel, it's the last five of about four or five minutes of the podcast. So if you don't want to listen to me talk about Josh Harris or a couple other things, then you can skip right to the end. There you go. And again, as always, for the newcomers, I did it on audio. I know the, I know some of you are watching on YouTube, and I thank you for that. But it's on audio because I, the idea of a one-on-one with somebody staring at a camera phone rather than an actual person on the other end is not a good way to conduct an interview for me. So you get the audio. It's a bonus. There you go. Last five minutes. Anyway, for those of you who want to stick around before the Donatel, let's talk about a big nothing burger, and that's Josh Harris's presence at the scouting combine. So, so you know by now that he was at the combine and sitting in on the quarterback interviews. He said he with Bob Myers, who is still an advisor or serving in an advisory role with them. And I think he's going to be in that role for a little bit. Um, they they sat in on the interviews and it was with the top six quarterbacks. So you're looking, obviously, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, none, no particular order with those two. So just take a deep breath. Bo Nix, JJ McCarthy, Michael Penix. Again, no particular order, just naming the top six quarterbacks. Anyway, so you sit in there on that uh, with those guys and it's important to do this. And first of all, I think there's some people there are a couple of things that I found that was funny about this. And I'm going to give you some insight into Harrison and the decision-making process he's had over the years. So you can kind of learn more about your owner, because listen, we're all still learning about how he's going to operate in NFL franchise and this, the approach that he takes. I mean, I can take from past experiences that he's had with the 76ers, with the devils and also some moves already here. So he is the anti Dan Snyder covered both of them i know this and you i think you you guys lived it i think you know it too and the funny part about this i think there are a lot of people when they found out it was there it's like oh should we panic or not is this a good thing or bad thing more people that i saw were saying hey just take a deep breath here so i think people kind of get it but i want to explain just a couple things what he's doing what why he was there and a lot of it was as much about a learning process as anything. And, you know, I talked, um, 
I talked to somebody who who knows all this stuff and it was just like they didn't they clearly didn't think it was a big deal at all and he was there as it was part of a basically it was part of a learning process on to as to how things go in the NFL he's well versed in the NBA he's well versed in the NHL he does he's not well versed in the NFL and I think one of the things that um I wrote a story about him in um January, it was early January. And one of the things that I pulled from was one of his own quotes that he gave to the economics club in Washington, DC. And I posted that. Um, some people took that quote and put it out there again, um, taking it from the, the from again, it was in the story that I wrote. And he said, quote, I'm in the he told the economics club, the audience there, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the draft room in the NBA and would expect to be in the draft room in the NFL. You want to understand the process. You're not picking players. So understanding the process is what he's doing in Indianapolis. This is how you learn. He is very big on learning. So that's all he's doing there. You know, he was not there asking questions. Meyer wasn't, those guys were just kind of sitting there listening to the answers, observing, observing the operation. And, you know, just from what goes on in Indianapolis as well. And so, you know, that that's a big part of that is the main reason why he's there. And as someone else told me, it's really smart for a new owner to take advantage of advantage of opportunities to learn. And one of the things this other person pointed out to me is like, listen, Harris made a commitment to build this the right way. Part of that is educating yourself on the process. So you have an idea. He is a busy, busy man. He's not going to be sitting there evaluating college talent. He's not sitting there watching film or trying to pretend he knows something about football. That was the previous owner. The Snyder wanted to show everybody from the time he got in the league, it was obvious. He wanted to try and prove to people he was a football guy. You could do a massive major psychological profile on Snyder as to why he made the decisions he did, what he was trying to prove as an owner. And it, to be, you know, I think you could dig deep in his background to go down that road to understand why he was the way he was and why he was the kind of owner as the way he was. But I think a lot of it to me always went back to trying to prove yourself in the world that where you weren't really a part of before buying a team. Whereas I think with Harris, it's just about learning what goes on. What do you need to know? What, what are the things, what are they doing? What is this process like? Um, and it was clear, it was made clear to me that Adam Peters and Dan Quinn were in charge of these situations, right? Of these interviews and all that. So that's, that's what, um, that, that was made clear to me. So it's not like he was sitting there saying, elbowing people aside, just there to learn. And again, his style, I'm going to read you a couple quotes from when I wrote a story about him again, they're just talking to people who have worked for him. Tom Fitzgerald, the New Jersey Devils GM, and and um, said one of the things that he learned. Now, this I'm going to give you a couple things that just show you his own Harris's ownership style and how what he learned from Harris Fitzgerald that you don't make decisions with your heart. And and he said, "quote I make it with the information that I have, and I've learned that from Josh and David Blitzer. Decision making is hard, but if you have the right information, you should be able to navigate through making that decision, making it the right one." And so that doesn't quite pertain to what he's doing in Indy. However, it speaks to how he operates. And I think you need, I think it's important to know that. And then Daryl Morey told me, the Sixers GM, and um, said that 
one of the things that Harris, he feels is very good at, again, getting away from the emotions. He's very demanding. I'm like, I need to have all the information in this, all the different options. Now, that will speak to why this team is going to explore multiple options with the second pick, whether it's taking a quarterback there, trading back, getting more picks, maybe taking another quarterback um, later in the, fir- in the first round, but adding a lot more capital. Is that a way they want to go? If so, why? If not, why not? Moving up. And I, I think of all the options, I don't put, I would put moving up as the third one, just because I don't think they're going to want to give up that draft capital. But again, need to have all the information, this, all the different options. Different, I would say staying at two, do you trade back? Do you consider trading back? If you do, what does that deal look like? Um, where are you falling? You want to stay in the top 10. When they had the number two pick, um, in 2020, there were definitely people there who wanted to trade that pick because they wanted more draft capital. The problem was the Atlanta Falcons at 17 were really the only team that made a legitimate made it made an offer. And you didn't want you don't want to go from two to 17, but if you can go from two to eight or so where Atlanta is picking or somebody else in the top 10, then that something that would you consider that. That's where you need all the information on this. That's kind of what, but again, that's not necessarily pertaining what he's doing there. But the other part that Maury said is that he's very big on due diligence, listening, and learning. So that to me is what he's doing there. Due diligence is just kind of learning and understanding the process, sitting back, listening, learning. And um, he also said very collaborative, wants to learn. Against to me, Snyder wanted to prove himself more than he wanted to learn. I don't think he really wanted to learn. I think he felt like he knew things. Now, he might listen to people and he might talk to people, but he wasn't really big on what he needed to learn was not the players or how to evaluate talent because that wasn't a strength. What he needed to learn is how to run an organization, and he never did. Whereas this guy is just trying to understand the process. And I, like I said, I think it's just, it's very, very different. And the other thing Harris said in that economics club, you want to understand the process. Again, you're not picking players. And so those are things that he's made very clear. So when people talk about this, if you hear people talking about it outside of, you know, from a national media perspective or whatever, and they're starting to like, oh, is this, you know, just ignore it because it's not going to, it's not the same thing. Um, I think, we saw throughout this process that in with the picking, picking the coach, making some of the decisions they made, uh, it was not a situation where they were paying attention to what the fans wanted. They were paying attention to what was best for them and what they wanted, what they came up with after going through the process and finding a coach. Uh, that so I think you know that's he kind of keeps his eye on what I guess the main thing is the main thing right and that's going to be a phrase you're going to hear a lot um, throughout the the Dan Quinn I think era but I do think that that's what they do and I think there's a different approach that is being taken a very patient more thoughtful approach than what they've had here in decades and so um, but part of that is just learning the process. And I don't think anybody needs to, I don't need, and honestly, I don't know that fans really were freaking out about it. I think it was more, should you, or should you not, should you be worried about this? Well, the answer is no. And now if he's now, if we hear later in the draft room, if he, if Adam Peters and Dan Quinn are telling him you can't draft this quarterback and he says, doesn't matter, take him. That's a problem. That's what happened with the other owner. But I don't think that that's never been Harris's approach. So 
I don't think you need to worry about that part of it. And um, yeah, so he understands his role in this is just to sit back and learn. So deep breath, they're in good hands, especially compared to what the hands they were in. And if you want to look for Snyder 2.0, go down the road to Carolina, because I think that's more the situation that would scare me if I were a Panthers fan than certainly way more, way more than what with, with Josh Harris sitting in on a quarterback interview and keep up. Like, here's the other thing. This quarterback is, this is their first big pick. You want to make sure. So you're going to sit in on this situation. It's just like, you want to know, like, who am I paying all this money to and who's going to be the face of my franchise? You want to know how is it, what is this person like? There's going to be other times to meet him. Like, they, they will meet, he'll meet, I'm sure they'll, he'll meet with whomever, again, whoever comes to visit them. Or the, I don't know that I don't know that he'd be going to pro days, but I'm sure like there will be a process where he may want to meet a little bit more with them, just because this is the this is a potential face of the franchise, especially if you stay at two. But if you're going to move back to, let's say again, let's say you trade back and maybe you pick a McCarthy or Penix or or Bonix, whomever, later in the first round. You want to know who this person is and you want to get a feel for him. And that's why I think Myers, it's good to have him in there too, just to sit back, observe and offer maybe a little nugget or, or two about what you've observed and what you've observed over the years in other high level athletes and leaders that you've coached. It, you may not know football, but you know, leaders, right? So I think that's what, that's another good, good thing to have in the room. You don't want a ton of people in there offering all their input. You want to make sure that these guys, you know, the main guys are making the decision that's Peters and Quinn, but you also want to, you know, it's good to have some other people just as a, another set of eyes. That's what helped them throughout the interview process with the coach and to maybe just offer a different perspective from a guy who's been in a high level situation, who's been around high level, highly successful athletes who are very, some of whom are very, very good leaders. And that's what you want at that quarterback position. So if you're going to trade back, you're going to want to know if you're going to stay up there, you're going to move up. You want to know who these guys are, because this is going to, this, this first draft, this first pick is going to set the set a direction for this franchise. Um, and, and so why not, Sit around, listen, learn, and go. Anyway, so before I, now, I'm done with that little spiel. In a couple of minutes, again, Tom Donatell. But the one thing I wanted to bring up is that, you know, Cam Curl, that is, again, they've, they've at least talked to his representatives. I know going into the, to the combine, to this week, it was pretty quiet on that front. But he's a guy that they, it certainly seems like they like and that they'd like to keep around. That's how it comes across when you talk to people just like what, because you can always tell when they kind of talk about them, just are they lukewarm on them? Are they high on them? But he also, he also fits with what they want to do. And I think, you know, you want to have some depth at that safety position. You got Quan Martin, you got Derek Force. I think they're going to be good fits with the mindset of what these, the staff is looking for. But I think Cam Curl is too. And again, he doesn't make big plays. He's no interception since his rookie year. But one of the things I've always liked about Curl, first of all, I think he's pretty good in coverage too. And so I think that that adds to his versatility. I know Kyle Duggar is a free agent out there from the Patriots. Um, there's, you know, sounds like, sounds like New England wants him back. So he may not even be an option, but I also think Curl may be a better cover guy than what Duggar is. And so 
um, that's another benefit for him. But the thing, again, the thing I always liked is he's always, in, not always, but he's he excels at being in the right spot. That's one of the things he does very well. And um, there, I go back to his rookie year. There was a play against the 49ers. You remember the Chase Young touchdown play, right? That play, in part, was set up by Cam Curl. So it's one where you don't make the you don't you don't make the big play, but you help someone else make the play. It's almost like a football assist, right? Because on that play, if you go back and watch it, and I remember just at the time, just like it really stood out to me at the time. And I know this is several years ago, but it's it set the tone for who Curl is because I saw this a few times more than a few times throughout that season, but this game in particular. So on that play, they were going to run a um, a fake bubble with the tight end on the inside um, was going to just kind of fake like you're going to step, go block, and then you're going to take off down the field. The idea is to draw the safety up and then hit over the top where the safety was supposed to be. But you got to rely on, on fooling the safety. And on this play, execution looked pretty good. They ran it right. Cam Curl will held his ground. And because of that, the quarterback has to hold the ball. Because of that, strip, sack, fumble, touchdown the other way, Chase Young. But it started with Cam Curl just doing his job. And there's a value in that. And how much the question is, what is the value in that? What is the financial value in that? That's what they're going to have to figure out. But I do think it's why that guy warrants should be brought back. And I, I also know he was not happy. Well, let me say this. It was clear, I think, that, you know, I don't think he was very happy that something wasn't done um, before last season. And, you know, there you heard a lot, like, for him and Montez Sweat, we know what happened to Sweat. But with Curl, you'd hear it, too, like, they want to get it done, they want to get it done. Then it was, well, the ownership change, ownership change. And all you know if you're Curl is they didn't get it done. Whatever the reason is, they didn't get it done. And so now we're in the spot. But new organization. And I think, I think curl is the kind of guy that they would like to have. He's smart. And I think he's a tough guy. And so I think that's, a, I think it would be a good fit and it would be a good move to bring him back. Anyways, that's it for me. Um, there you go. Here's Tom Donatel. Thanks for, thanks Tom for joining me. So enjoy the conversation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trades, free agents, quarterbacks, and all kinds of adventures await the Commanders this offseason. Looking for an adventure of your own? The Adventure Park at Sandy Spring has you covered. The country's largest ropes course and zipline park located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is now open. Named Best Amusement Park and Climbing Destination in the DMV two years in a row, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring is perfect for birthdays, corporate outings, groups, and families. With challenges anywhere from beginner to expert, there is something for all skill levels. Anytime you're thinking about reaching new heights, make sure you know before you go. The Adventure Park at Sandy Spring is the only ACCT accredited park in Maryland or Virginia. Staying on the ground? Give axe throwing a try. You can throw at traditional targets or play any number of interactive games. 
You can even upload your own image. So there you have it, folks. Climbing, zip lining, axes, food, and bonfires right in your backyard. Reserve your adventure today at www.theadventurepark.com backslash kind. That's www.theadventurepark.com backslash kind. So I'm, I'm just curious, and you're going to see us a lot out here, so I'm every day, but yeah. just curious for you, what, what does this opportunity mean to you? Well, it means everything. I don't take working in the NFL for granted for one second, mm -hmm. and um, there's only 30, 32 of these things, and um, to get one here with such a great head coach and Coach uh, Quinn, and then uh, working with Coach Witt and Coach Simmons, you know, I don't think you can ask for anything better than that, and um, it's a place that people can grow and develop as a coach, and uh, I'm just really excited to be here, part of this great area, the DMV, and um, I hadn't been here much yet. I'm still learning the area, um, but it seems like a great community. To, you know, I have four young boys, and uh, six, five, three, and six months, so so it just seems like a great place to raise a family, and we're excited to get out here. Um, you know, you were, what, what do you look for in a defensive back? What are, what are the traits that you like to see in a defensive back? Yeah. Um, you know, the number one thing is, you know, um, with Coach Witt, it's like, hey, can this guy get the ball for us? Like, that's the number one thing. Like, does he have those ball skills, those those, those deals? Then it's a, a movement, you know, because is, is this guy a press guy? Is this guy an off guy? Can he do both? Um, can we uh, trust this guy on the red line um, and eliminate big plays um, when you're talking about corners? Safeties, can he run the show? Can he keep a uh, roof on the coverage? Does he hit and tackle? Does he run and hit? So... All those things go into play when evaluating DBs, but you know, you'll know you be able to find a place on our team if you can go get the ball for us. We really believe in that, and um, we're looking for those guys this spring, guys on the roster, guys off the roster, going through that process now, trying to learn the team and the, who's available and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's something we definitely- They obviously have a guy in the roster who was a rookie last year, and yep. Emmanuel, who did that in college. Right. Struggled some last year. Yep. I'm just curious, like, I know you just got here, mm -hmm. and, but I'm, you know, Probably, I'm assuming yeah. you scouted him in the draft. Like, what were your thoughts on him yep. um, coming out? Yeah, we had we had high grades on this guy, and uh, this guy has a high high ceiling. Um, this guy has great ball skills and returnability. Um, he looks like an offensive player with the ball in his hands. Um, this guy's a special athlete, and we're just ready to um, we're just really excited to be able to work with this guy and see what we got. And then you know, with you also have you played. I think it was quarterback, safety, mm -hmm. some linebacker yep. in college. Mm -hmm. How does that help you? as a coach yeah absolutely when you when you go across the side of the ball or, or or change positions you just get perspective of of the game and um this thing if you know offense you should know defense if you're on defense you should know offense like it goes hand in hand so being able to have those experiences at such a great place like the university of iowa with kurt ferentz and the way they run their program it's uh, it was a great foundation for me to get into coaching after i was done playing so um, those experiences are um were great and um very beneficial for me going forward. Defense is always good. Though. Oh yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. that's right. You know, I I covered Matt Bowen back in the day. Yeah, big Iowa, Iowa guy. guy. Yeah, and so like then you know I'm an Ohio State guy, so like he would go back and forth Absolutely. on that. But but they are always good on defense. No doubt. It's I mean they still to this day. Yeah. You know, and Coach Phil Parker's a, a great coordinator. Been there forever. He was my position coach while I was there. He's the oh, DB okay. coach when I was there under Norm Parker was the DC. Um, but yeah, fundamentals, tough, smart, reliable type program and you see those guys come into the NFL they, they play for 10 years yes, eight do. years you know they might not be the hyped guy all the time but 
Um, and these guys are good football players, and um, I was just lucky to be able to be part of that program. What's the biggest lesson you learned from your dad going, being in this business and having your exposure for a long time? What's yeah. the biggest lesson you learned from him? Um, you know, my dad is, you know, one of my best friends. We talk ball all the time, but, you know, the one thing that our relationship was, and that he taught me was that, that this thing is a relationship business. You know, we get cut up sometimes in the NFL to, you know, produce now business, but you can't forget about all the relationships between coach to coach, player to player, uh, pl um, coach to player, and those things really will take you through some of the hard times in this industry and uh, this profession. So uh, taking that away from my dad, just really taking care of the relationships in the rooms um, can, can go a long way in building a football team. He's a Northeast Ohio guy, isn't he? Yeah, he, was, he went Ohio. to Stowe High School yeah. out in Ohio and um, kind of guys coaching, um, started at Kent State. Yeah. Um, as a GA, so yeah, that's where. A um, couple other guys, if I ask you, Quan Martin came out too, yeah. and too, you know, played pretty well here down the finish. Absolutely. What did you think of him coming out? We had him high, and we he kind of was a late riser in the draft uh, process, and we thought we were the only, you know, oh. like you know, we thought like okay, we might be, and he went early, and really, like, yep, you know, so um, we loved him, and um, I can't wait to work with this guy. He's got a lot of stuff to his skill set, and. Um, I was connected with him yesterday on the phone. Seems like a great guy. and uh, We actually had a formal interview with him at the Combine. So we know him a little bit. And, um, really excited. He's got a lot, of, a lot of things that he can do. And then just be ready to put him into whatever uh, Coach Witt sees fit. It seemed like the versatility would fit well. There a lot of versatility, this. yep. Coach Witt, you know, he's a master at finding what guys are good at and then putting him in the best place to you know, be successful. So super excited for him. Last one, I don't know if you can say much about him, Cam yeah. Curl, a free agent, you know, but I'm sure you've had a chance to observe him over the years. And yeah, you know, some of these guys, you don't know personally or anything, but right. you've got that respect from afar. Um, I haven't studied him uh, tremendously right. until I got here about a week ago, started watching him, um, and we're just kind of going through that process, and, and Adam and his staff going through the free agent process, trying to figure that out um, as we go forward. Right. But yeah, great player there. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Tom Donatel for joining me. Hope you learned something from him. Thank you as always for tuning in. I'll be back on Monday with another episode. And we'll be talking to Craig Hoffman from the Take Command podcast who's out in Indianapolis. Going to hear his thoughts on what he heard, saw, learned out there. And then just his thoughts on what the commanders have coming up. So I'll talk to you then.